0: Our team won the Class A state championship, first time in school history, and it was just surreal to to be on the court and knowing that, hey, we just won. Man, we're going to get those state championship medals and, you know, this is what we've been working for.
1: Hello, welcome to Native Lights, where indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Leah Lem.
2: And I'm your other host, Cole Primo. Miigwech for joining us. Native Lights is a place for Native folks to tell their stories. Each and every week, we have great conversations with all these great guests with a whole lot of different backgrounds centering around finding purpose in our lives and amplifying Native voices, which we are doing today. Leah, what's going on?
1: Oh, life is good. You know, middle of the summer is mm-hmm. always it always flies by.
2: I know so, I yeah, know, right?
1: Just enjoying the ride. <laughs> How about you?
2: One thing that I regretted not being able to do last summer was get out on the canoe a lot and finally rectified that situation a couple weeks back. Went up to the Owl Hoot station, dad's place, and uh, grabbed a canoe and for just canoeing around. The, the cities and spend fun just enjoying the summer how's marvin doing how's the nephew doing
1: marvin's great he's doing tech camp these couple weeks here so he's being mr coder gamer um and he is loving it so i i wish those sorts of camps were around when we were kids but okay. he's really enjoying it
2: yeah and that's where are you guys at again
1: Yes, we are in Pittsburgh, oh, uh. Pittsburgh. Yes, Pennsylvania, where the streets are like spaghetti, and it takes me forever to get anywhere because lots of stoplights, lots of stop signs, lots of traffic, and the roads are straight for like maybe two three blocks. But it's a cool town, though. It's got a great vibe. I love
2: the, it. Is that doesn't it have like a lot of bridges? Is what you're Yes, a lot of bridges.
1: Yes, it's got three rivers that come together.
2: Sweet. Uh, I did have a question, though, about Marvin, is he playing sports next year?
1: Yes, he is, actually. He plays lacrosse, Sorry, yeah. and actually, Daniel, his dad slash my husband, is his coach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'll be his coach this next year, though. Oh, really? Because Marvin Marvin has progressed into the next age level. But, Yeah. So he does lacrosse and he also does archery.
2: I ask because it's a very loose transition to our guest today, mm-hmm. who is a coach. Today we are speaking to John Villebrun. John Villebrun is a boys' fort band of Ojibwe citizen who was named the 2023 Minnesota Girls Class A Basketball Assistant Coach of the Year. So very excited to talk with him. I believe he lives in Virginia, Minnesota, which is you know, uh, in that area of Mountain Iron uh, in northeastern Minnesota. and mm,
1: Up on the range.
2: Up on the range. So I'm very excited to talk with him about, you know, his experience with coaching uh, and the success he's seen and just inspiring, you know, these youngsters along the way. So
0: here he is. Boujou John. Well, uh, my name is John Vilbrun, special education teacher at Mountain Iron Buell. I'm the assistant girls basketball coach at Mountain Iron Buell. I'm um, actually joining you from the school. Figured I'd be go to the school. We have our dog at home. I don't you know, want her barking. Whenever somebody walks by, she always goes crazy and barks out the window. So I was like, well, I might, I might as well go to the school. It's kind of quiet and kind of my own environment there. So wanted to come into the school. And But I'm joining you from the Mountain School right now. So, But um, Boys Ford band member, proud Boys Ford band member. I started working with uh, first through third grades here. Um, for special ed and i really enjoyed it i worked with them when i worked at net lake for a while um but in this capacity you know you i don't know how many teachers will say this but the first week after school was out i was like really missing the kids and i was like man i should be working with these guys right now but you know they're all at home and so it it was really a big change and it was a positive change for me so
1: well it's lovely to meet you john um thanks for sharing that and you know we cole and i we often meet dogs through these conversations too with oh, our guests
0: yeah, would assume so <laughs> yeah
1: that's always uh, fun what's your dog's name
0: her name is carly she's a little uh Yerky shih tzu i don't think she thinks she's a dog she's got a personality a strong personality of her own at home and it kind of fits, fits in with her personality and her look she's a cute little dog if she wasn't cute i think it might be a little bit different story but she's She's kind of like, you know, and she's protective.
1: Carly sounds like the goodest of girls. <laughs> and
0: kind of working off
2: of that, we always like to ask, you know, how is the family doing?
0: We're doing, we're doing good. Our um, currently right now, our oldest son Nicholas, he's at home with us. He worked through uh, Vivint, you know, he, he installed like uh, home security systems and stuff. He actually worked with my wife at at her school at Nashua Kiwan as a para. Um, Alexander, our second oldest. He works in, uh, in, in Crookston in Menards, but he's actually going to, he's, you know, he applied to work with the Indian education program over at Crookston school over there. So hopefully, you know, I don't, I don't know if he got that job or not, but he was going, going for that one. Um, Pesha, our oldest daughter, she works at Hibbing. I don't know if you guys know where Hibbing is, but Hibbing, Minnesota, she works in the early childhood o- over there. She's a teacher. I love, I love going to her classroom, man. She just, She's a rock star. And, and every time I go into her classroom, I get, you know, kind of teared up. And Savannah, our, our other daughters who who came to us kind of through the foster care system, she's, her and Pasha have a summer business where they do cleaning. So she's doing that. But I think she wants to be a para. So she, Savannah's 23. Um, Ian, Ray and I I's youngest, um, he's a United States Marine. And that boy, he, he needed to go there. I, I'll tell you that. he. <laughs> When he went there and we went to his graduation, I mean, complete 180, you know, and, and that was something he wanted to do on his own. You know, we kind of pushed him towards the military because Ray's dad was in the Army. My dad was in the Army. I wasn't in the Army, but Ray's brother was in the Army. So we kind of pushed him to the to that that life, you know, or that, that way of doing things because he just, you know, I, I don't want to say he didn't have any direction, but he was like, he needed someone to kick him in the rear end. Ray and I would kick him in the rear end all the time. And uh, the Marine recruiter came over and, you know, and so Ian mulled it over for a couple of weeks and he said, yep, I'm going to go full force with this. And when we went to see him in the Marines, we went down, he graduated November 18th of last year. I mean, I, I lost him when I saw him, you know, because we we, we we didn't get to talk to him. We talked to him a couple times on the phone, but to see him and give him that hug, you know, he's stationed at Camp Pendleton right now. So he's there. Um, Hannah, our youngest is she's a ninth she's in going into 10th grade here in mountain Iron plays for the basketball team plays for me. I'm on the university coach. So, you know, we were, we just had a tournament yesterday and I was battling with her on the court, you know, you need to be doing this, you need to be there. And, you know, I try to try to find the line where I'm not dad right now. I'm coach, you know, so it's sometimes those lines blur and they cross and it gets a little tough sometimes, you know, coaching your own kid. Cause I, I don't want to kick her butt more than anybody else. But then I'd want to be like, I don't know, Sometimes like my assistant coach had told him that one time, like, you're going to have to talk to this kid because I was stubbing her out. And I said, you're going to have to talk to this kid when she comes to the bench because I think I'm going to strangle her. So we, we got to find that line there too. So. But then, you know, in the bio, I put that we have our foster kids too. You know, we had and William and Emmy and Mika he? but we called her, we called her the Meeks, you know, Mika. So We've, we've had them and they've, William and Emmy, a brother, and sister, they've gone with their uncle, but we still get to see them. I know there's times where you don't ever see them ever again once they leave. And and uh, so we're lucky to, to see them. Mika is with, she went with her grandmother, her biological grandmother. And, you know, we hear she's doing well. We don't get to see her, but, you know, they, were, they just came in at the right time. And they actually came two days before COVID, like a week before COVID hit where everything got shut down. So William and Emmy, we had them for about almost a year. So, but we still get to see them. And in, in Ray and I talk, they're almost like our grandchildren. They come over, we get to play with them, we get to spoil them, and then send them back home. So that that that's great. There. So, you know that the family family's doing great. We're doing wonderful, and everything's pretty pretty good right now. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights
2: is produced by Minnesota Native News and Amper's with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today we're speaking with John Villebrun, Boys Fort Band of Ojibwe Citizen, who is the assistant coach at Mount Iron Buell High School, home of the 2023 Minnesota Class A State Girls Basketball Champions. He recently was named Girls Class A Assistant Coach of the Year.
1: Is there anything that's currently on your mind that you'd like to talk about straight away? Anything that you're like jazzed for or really thinking about?
0: Well... Uh, the big thing going on right now, obviously, with Mount uh, well, And I don't know if you guys know much about the about the girls basketball and basketball scene, and everything here is is basketball. Like like I said yesterday, we had a tournament down in uh, Stock Rapids, St. Cloud. Um, played down there, JV won the tournament. Um, varsity. They lost one game, but they lost to the New London Spicer, which is one of the powerhouses in Class 2A. And you know they held their own against them. Um, but you know, right now the on my plate is basketball, basketball, basketball. We get up at seven o'clock every morning, go to weight room. We have we have uh, practices two days a week, and then uh, we have league on Thursdays. But then we have tournaments. We have four tournaments coming up for our varsity and junior varsity team, and you know so it's all it's all about basketball right now and in in trying to uh you know you know get our team to where we want to be cuz you know like I, like i mentioned in the bio last year we you know our our team won the the class class A state championship first time in school history and it was just surreal to to be on the court and knowing that hey we just won you know the award ceremony was like we you know we cuz we've seen you know other teams, we've gone to the state the twelve of the last thirteen years, or yeah, twelve the last thirteen years as as a program. Um, and we've seen, you know, teams on the court, you know, getting those runner-up medals and then getting the the blue state championship medals, and just standing on court, you know, was just so surreal knowing that because the team we played was bold. You in, know, in, in in Bird Island, Olivia, something, you know, there's four four schools there. Um, and that's we beat and, we, and I was standing there watching them get their medals, you know, those the red medals. And I was like, holy, holy cow, man, we're, we're going to get our championship medals right now. And it's kind of it didn't really sink in right then and there. It took a couple weeks, but it was like, man, we're going to get those state championship medals. And, you know, this is what we've been working for. You know, this is why we get up at seven in the morning to go to weight room. This is why we practice two times a week. And this is why we have league. And this is why we go you know, yesterday we got up at we left the school at 5 30 yesterday, 5 30 a.m., drove down to the St. Cloud. Our last game started at 5 15, got home at 10 o'clock last night. And you know, those those days are long, but when you're getting a state tournament medal put around your neck, I mean it, it makes it all worth it. So <laughs> that's great. Uh you know, congratulations on
2: all your success uh for that for, for this mm-hmm. season. Um what was what was different about this season what like what got the team over the hump uh you know to
0: to to winning it I think uh, part of the credit has to go to to the boys football team now the boys football team they they're pretty they've been stay they state ranked and they, they've been you know going to the state tournament last few years and um we we actually got to watch the state championship game. so the state championship game of football was in December. And that's how our season started in mid-November, late November. So we had a, a breakdown tournament, basketball tournament at Hopkins. In the day, we got we went down for that tournament. We went down early to watch the boys' state championship, you know, football game class out of the nine-man. And they got down like nineteen to zip right off the bat. And those boys, they didn't panic. They they held it together. You could just see, like those boys were like, we're no one's stopping us and you know of course you know being a small school like that our girls were just going crazy for them I and mean, we were you know it was good for our school to watch the, them win so you know every year you know i always feel we have a legitimate shot to win so watching them not panic being down 19 to zip you know and i'm not saying anything bad about last year's team last year we sh- we should have won probably last year but there was just like the team we played we hadn't beat them and it was like I don't want to say the girls panicked, but it was it was tough because they, you know we were up by 10 and uh they they came back, you know, and we ended up losing in this in the quarterfinals last year. Um but this year, what got us over the hump was there was no panic. I mean, we were we were down in the semifinal game in the second half by 10 points. And we called timeout, and those girls came to the our, our girls came to the bench you know, we're telling them, you know, let's keep doing what we're doing, keep doing. And, and they basically looked at us and they were like, we got this. We're, 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 don't worry. We're, we're fine. And, you know, as a coach, you never want to doubt your team, but, you know, looking up at the clock, I was like, man, there's, things are going to have to go right really quickly here in a short amount of time for us to make up that 10 point deficit because we were, we beat the uh, BBE, Belgrade, Br- Bruton, El Rose in the, in, in the semifinals. And The the girls, there was no sense of panic. You could just feel it on the bench, like, hey, we're going to win this thing. And, you know, in the championship game, like I said, we watched our team all year, and you get, as a coach, you get a pretty good sense, like, okay, we got these guys. We got these guys in the championship game. uh, Jordan Zubich, one of our players, she's won in North Carolina, she drove in the lane, and I think it was like 12. We were up 12-7. She drove in the lane, made a move, made a basket, got fouled. And at that point there – in my mind you never like to say this but i was like we knew right then well me i don't know about the other coaches but we knew like hey man this is we this is our year we got it and you know we're 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 gonna go full force we're gonna we're gonna cross the finish line here and then we'll go and and, in in a lot of things i mean i got texts from friends that you know high school classmates are graduate graduated with and Ninety three, ninety two, you know, back then I was getting texts from people like, hey, we saw you on TV and we saw this. And and um, actually our our the William and Emmy, you know, they were watching on TV. So I got a I got a uh, text from their mom, you know, who they, who's their mom right now. She was had a video of them and they were like cheering me on, seeing me on there, seeing my daughter Hannah. And it was just like so surreal. And there's still like like things going on right now where, you know, it comes up you know, that, that we won state. And like I said, there was text coming from people that I haven't, hadn't heard from. And, you know, one, one, uh, one guy that works on, on our furnace at home, he was sending me texts and everything. And it was like, man, there's just all kinds of stuff coming, you know, but but it was just like like all the hard work. And that's what I try to tell tell my daughter, tell my students everything. Like, hey, you know, sometimes winning will take care of itself if you work hard. You know, I tell my own daughter that, you know, it's not fun getting up at 530 to go to St. Cloud. It's not fun getting up in the mornings, every morning to go to the weight room. But where the fun happens is when you're winning and you're beating teams and you're, you know, winning tournaments, you're winning championships. That's where the fun comes in. So we always try to instill that in all of our kids, you know.
1: That's wonderful. Like all that hard work, like you said, and the mindset. It sounds like the mindset, there was a switch or like some growth that happened there. Uh, do you have a coaching philosophy?
0: I mean, here at Mount Iron, you know, we, we win. We want to win. But we want to make sure that every student that wants to play basketball has a coach that is willing to work with them. We work with everybody. You know, open gym, you you come in. you can see us. We're working with kids that are elementary age, kids that are seventh grade, kids that are on our, our junior high team. I mean, and we, we try to, you know, make sure that everybody that wants to play can play. I want to be remembered as a coach that that my players could trust because growing up, you know, native coming through the school system. I mean, I can count on my fingers the five teachers that helped me to get to where I'm at. You know, and, and, and I know what each one of them contributed to me. And I wanted to be the coach. Parents can trust. The students can trust. They know they can come to me and, you know, that I'm going to be there for them. And, yeah, winning, winning the state championship was, like, the, the pinnacle on, you know, what, what we've done. But we want to be coaches that the kids can look up to, the kids can respect. They can come to us and and they learn that the value of hard work.
1: Yeah, that's so great to be able to see, like, building a relationship. Like, the students, the youth building a relationship with you as a coach and the other coaches and building that trust and respect. Is there a way that you also work with the parents? Um, I know as a parent um, of a child who does some sports, it can be a challenge sometimes. How do you manage relationships with parents?
0: Well, um, one thing that, that I do, you know, one, of course, you talk to them. You go up and you talk to them and, you know, in between games like yesterday, you know, I was talking to some parents and just, you know, not because it's, I talk to them because I want to, you know, but then it it builds relationships and trust because a lot of times what people don't realize is I get to spend, I feel it's like a gift. I get to spend more time with some of these players and students than their own parents do during you know, basketball or doing the school year. So it's like, they're trusting me. They got to trust what I'm doing. Um, and my wife told me one day, and, and, you know, I've always done it to some degree, but she really she really puts things in perspective for me because she says, as she's a superintendent principal at, at Nashua-Qwadden School District, she says that every decision she makes, well, not well, since she's been an administrator, every decision she makes has the best interest of kids it's not about what's a, what's best for this teacher or best for this employee or best for her. It's about what's best for kids. So, you know, in 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 sports, you know, you're you're going to get grumbles about playing time. You know, as a coach, you know, I've have heard it all. You know, my kid. You know, how come my kid's not playing? How come this kid's playing over this kid? And I'm like, well, let let's just talk about your kid. But I, my philosophy is is every decision I make as a coach. Whether it's even yesterday, subbing this student or this kid in for this kid or this player in for this player, I can always look a parent in the eye and tell them, this is why I did that.
1: You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today we're speaking with John Villabrun, Boys Fort Band of Ojibwe Citizen, who is the assistant coach at Mountain Iron Buell High School, home of the 2023 Minnesota Class A State Girls Basketball Champions. And he recently was named Girls Class A Assistant Coach of the Year.
2: You recently won uh Assistant Coach of the Year for Minnesota Girls Class yep. A Basketball, and mm-hmm. Assistant Coach of the Year for Section Seven A. Yep. Just talk about that. How was that? <laughs>
0: and in to me, I I mean, all all that all that has to go to the players, you know, and, and the other coaches that I work with, you know. Yeah, my name is out there, and, and our head coach Jeff Profeta, He was named the the head coach of the year and I was assistant coach of the year, but it, it, I don't want to say it's embarrassing, but you know, it's, it's like, I'm just, I'm just the coach. You know, I, I, I work with the, with a successful program and, and, and getting those awards was, you know, it was kind of, I don't want to say funny, but I worked just down the hallway from our head coach. You know, we work in the same, we work in the Merritt elementary at Mount Air so one of our players comes walking in, like in the middle of the day, you know, one of our players comes in. And and the player that came in, she's very quiet. She will come walking into my room and I looked at her and she walked over to me and I was like, Her name's Aubrey. Hey Aubrey, what's up? And she's, and I'm like, Holy cow, this kid never comes in here. Is he, you know, is what is she gonna tell me? Is it like something terrible happened? And she said, and she was, and you know how kids are. She's like looking up in the air and she's like, Coach Buffetta said that to tell you that you were just named the assistant coach of the year for section seven, a And then she turns on like walks out and I'm like, Holy <laughs> <God>. Thank you, <laughs> Aubrey. And she left. And, and I was like sitting there and I was, and I was like, literally like blushing. Like, <laughs> and, and, it's, and, and I don't want to like discount it by any means, but it's, it, it means something to me. But in the end I was looking at it like, and this was as the section tournament's going on. I'm like, Hey man, we still have we still have our mission ahead of us to go. And, and and I really didn't get to think about it too much, but it was it was pretty cool, you know. And then, you know, because you go to the state tournament and they have up on the board, they had like uh assistant coaches of the year for the four classes. And then, you know, up on the board, Williams Arena, there's my name as assistant coach of the year for section seven A. And uh, you know, that, I have to admit that that was pretty cool. And then after the season was over, you know, Coach Buffetta, you know me aside and he was like hey you by the way you were just named the assistant coach of the year for this the whole state and i was like you know that that's pretty awesome and you know i have those plaques at home and just put them up and but it's like to me it's it's all about the players you know they get the credit the other coaches i work with they get the credit too it's not just me it's 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 kind of you know like these players and the pros that win mvp you know they talk about their teammates they talk about this and that's that's kind of what it is for me it's not not just me it's 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 everybody so you know i think all the other assistant coaches and everything like hey this belongs to you too that's
2: great that's a great mindset you know team first but at the same time it's really cool to get that yeah it it is is,
0: (laughs) oh and and one thing i want to bring up too was one of the one of the coolest things that that kind of came about winning the state championship was uh we got to go to the state capitol our boys team Mm -hmm. and our girls football team our boys football team girls team went down to the state capitol we got in and they were saying you're going to meet Governor Walls, Governor Walls. But for me, I was like, I want to, I want to meet Peggy Flanagan. I want to yes. meet her. I was excited, and and they and they came in and they said, okay. And they had like a like a I don't know if it was like a, what do they say a page or whatever. But they were like, Governor Walls is going to be in here, and he's going to come through this door, and you know he's going to photo op over here. And then they said, oh, and uh, Lieutenant Governor. Peggy Flanagan's going to be here too. And I was like,
2: yes, yes.
0: And, <laughs> and um, Kathy Shavers, our chairman at Boys Fort, you know, I, I mentioned to her that we were going to meet. And so she knows her, sent her a text. And then I, fu- after they took the pictures and everything, I went and found Peggy Flanagan. And she said, and and what made me laugh was Peggy Flanagan came up to me and she said, I heard there was some shinobs in here, like <sighs> talking about me and my daughter and, you know, that Indian humor there, we, we had a good laugh, you know, and I'm like, holy cow, I'm, I'm joking with the lieutenant governor right now, and we have this inside joke, and it's like, that was one of the coolest things too, you know, like, oh. t- to have that, you know, it was mm-hmm. like, I've always wanted to meet her, and, and this presented itself, and I was like, got a picture, sent it to my wife, like, look, look who I'm with right now, and so it, it was awesome. I, that was one of the coolest things too. As a Native coach, we'll just talk about the importance of, you know,
2: representing – or just you know being a native coach in this
0: country and just representing native Yeah, and, and uh that's one thing that that um, that's a source of pride for me. You know, knowing that that you know we've gone to play at Red Lake on the Red, in the Red Lake Reservation over there, and we've gone to Cass Lake, you know, and in and, and to see you know my people, you know, like see the other coaches and you know, I always go talk with them, and you know, of course, you have the you know shake hands with another native. There's a certain handshake you do and everybody knows it, but it's like the source of pride that, you know, that I see and I I know, you know, that I don't want to say I'm like a role model or whatever like that, but I know I I represent our community and they see, they look down on the bench, they see on TV, they see a native coach sitting right there, you know, and it's like, I just want to be the best I can be for our people, be the best role model I can be for my players and my daughter. But I've always tried to live my life, like, knowing that I'm a representative.
1: So, Jimmy Gwate, yeah. John Villabrun, Boys Fort Band of Ojibwe Citizen, who is named 2023 Minnesota Girls Class A Basketball Assistant Coach of the Year. He's the assistant coach at Mountain Iron Buell High School incredible, incredible work.
2: Yeah, it's great that, you know, uh, I, I really liked what he talked about, you know, being a coach that kids can trust and look up to, mm-hmm. certainly uh, types of people we need in this world, and mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's just great to see. So, Absolutely. So miigwech to John. I'm Cole Primo.
1: And I'm Leah Lem. Miigwech for listening.
2: Giga wapomen.
1: Native Lights, Where Indigenous Voices Shine, is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.